Hello and welcome to Paper Tuesdays, where we're going to be covering your favourite topics, such as the Bike to Work scheme, Ryan Tuberty and Santa Claus. <laughs> and Santa Claus. I see. Michael is on an accidental fast. An accidental, accidental one. Yes, indeed, yeah. But I'm, I'm full of beans, full okay. of uh, excitement. False. He is not full of beans. Because uh, you haven't eaten beans. No, I haven't. No, no. <laughs> and I'm 70% water, so yeah. That's very good. That's true. Yeah. Same as Mother Earth, I believe. Is that so? Uh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Earth is like 80%, is it? Yeah. Water. And yeah, we're 70%. That, yeah. So when Bruce Lee says, be like water, he's saying, be yourself. Mm. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> Michael, what inspired the fast? What inspired the fast? Um, I'm doing a bit much today, but it's, I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of a need for um, letting the gut heal itself. Okay. And I think you can only do that by uh, not eating this. Now we're going to do an experiment, Mark. Okay. okay. So if you put your thumb and your middle finger together. Okay. Okay. And uh, you're going to get. No, oh, I've seen this one before. <laughs> 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 Either, I can't fool you. <laughs> I can't fool you. Right. So now you put your middle or your sorry your index finger in between the two. Okay. okay. Right. So now this is. Um, so now we're going to start. We're going to think about something, okay? So we're going to think about. Uh, <laughs> I know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> okay, so we're going to think about Adolf Hitler. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just think about Adolf Hitler now. Hold your stance, and try to pull the index finger towards you. Or, sorry, through the. <laughs> through it. <laughs> like try and bring okay. try and see if you can bring the index finger out of the so you can't I'm getting there <laughs> oh you did get there I got oh, there okay. okay now I don't know I kind of like wandered off from Adolf Hitler into the fact that I'm trying to get my finger out through <laughs> <laughs> okay well, we got you okay okay reset so back <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to think about Jesus Christ. Okay. And we're going to try and bring it out. It's not working. Oh, there you go. I seen a reel like that. Did and you? It wasn't this exact one, but it was like a guy on a lad's shoulders. Oh, right. He was like, think of um, a time you were really loved in your life. And he like tried to push his arms. He said his arms out like that and his shoulders were being pushed down on. He said, try to think of a time where you felt really loved in your life and you tried to push the shoulders down and he couldn't move them. He was like, now think of a time you felt shame or guilt in your life. And he talked about it and he was able to push his arms down. Your man turned around oh. and he was like, I'm trying really hard here. On both of them. That's mad. Okay, so Michael, what's, yeah. the, what's, what's, the, what's the lesson from Well, that's a muscle test and okay. it can be used for everything. I only learned about this last night and it's quite useful yeah. um, because you can kind of... Muscle testing is the basis for kinesiology and... Um, what we were talking about before about the gut and um, you know being allergic to certain foods and um, what might be beneficial for your your GERD and um, yeah, all sorts of uh, different things testing allergies and that sort of thing Mark okay. so the next time when you're when you can't when you want to decide about something or you want to tune into your body I think it's an easy way of just figuring out I even did it earlier where I said cran forward <laughs> and, 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 and it went slip and straight went out but then Nave uh, it's as just solid a little as bit. a rock. <laughs> solid as a rock. We've done. We could have done the stats on that one. I suppose. <laughs> so that's that's an interesting thing. Um, what else did I want to tell you about? I brought Adam McPartland to 
uh, Burb in Parrots. In, in Parrots, indeed. Uh, to the Dave Ada match. Uh, he's home from Dubai for six weeks. Mm. And we were just regaling stories. That it's mad the time has flown by. He spent the last four years in Dubai. Really? He's entering been, his fourth year. Jesus. Like, That's it a seems, long time. Yeah, it is a long time. And um, anyway, we were just talking about how he, the change that he's witnessed in the culture over there recently, legislation has passed that if you're not married, you can live together in the same place yeah. like a man and a woman uh, but apparently that practice was taking place regardless so little legislative changes are coming as as Dubai becomes more westernised yeah. however um, we were just on the way down the or or 741 my favourite world in the world my favourite road in the world which is uh, which is the old road to Wexford like via Ballycanew and ah, yes. Castlebridge yes yeah, I love it it's such a ramble simple but effective Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, I waved at a magpie. Mm. And uh, Alan goes, you're waving at birds, Michael? And um, I, <laughs> I said to him, that's the reason I'm still in Gory and you're in Dubai. Because <laughs> I'm still waving at magpies. Yeah, you never waved at the magpies. Yeah. And that's why you're gone. Yeah. Um, Do you wave at magpies? No, I don't. James does. James, James does. He'll always yeah. wave at a magpie. Yeah. And I, I won't get it. Um, you, you bless yourself come past graveyards as well I do yeah which I always forget about until I'm actually in a car with you and then you'll do it and I'll remember yeah but that, do it. that's the biggest that's the biggest problem we have with religion at the moment because it's not like you're, you're beating yourself up that you don't bless yourself by going to graveyard it's just like it's like taking a drink it's like taking a 7 up it's like just be you, man. Just no. do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what do I? Yes, I do it, but it's kind of it's, it's tradition or something. It's just something in me, in me bones or something. But then uh, I was in an escorty today, and I saw an ambulance drive by, and a woman on the other footpath, and she blessed herself. Really? Like, there you go. There's faith in action. Interesting. Before you arrived, me and Shane were out doing videos for the my fitness page, and the guards went past, chasing a car. Oh, up in Castletown? Yes, it looked like oh, two young men in the car. Yeah, on a gosh. Monday afternoon in Castletown. That's, That's what unusual. it looked like now. Uh, more on this as we get it. Yeah, as we get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to Mass last week, or the week before. Oh, yeah. It was good. It yeah. was good Mass. Good Mass. The priest was good, efficient. I listened to the whole sermon, and I oh. paid attention. Mm. It was good. It was good. I think it's nice. I think it's nice that the community, or what's left of it, will come together and come to the one place and agree for an hour to f concentrate on something bigger than themselves, to recognize the fact that they're not the whole of the whole, that there's a whole that they're a part of and they're coming together to pay recognition to that fact. Whatever the circumstances, whatever the religion is, I like that because we live in such an individualized world now where it's all about me, here's my arse, like it. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, it, sometimes it, you know, I'm just dwelling on the arse there for a little bit, Mark. <laughs> yeah, as you should. As, <laughs> like it. But for me, like, um, that's been the biggest, um, one of the biggest indicators for me that, you know, there's something a little bit off here and I'd like to, I'd like to practice my faith a little bit more because, like, um, it's funny just when you see how TikTok and everything is constantly auctioning and bidding for your attention. And it's like, it's like, you know, like we've grown up with social media and it was grand, so it was Facebook and whatever. Have we though? I don't, I not to the same extent. Not to probably the same not. extent. It came about kind of in our mid to late teens, I'd say, Snapchat. As yeah. I remember. Yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah. 
I just it just felt though that we were I suppose millennials we get to learn as we go yeah. so like we were able to master Snapchat in in secondary school we kind of grew and bring with it, it with us we grew alongside social yeah. media whereas the younger generation uh, social media is already developed yes and it knows what it's doing yes like TikTok yeah imagine like, being a twelve year old with TikTok like yeah. And like when we probably started Snapchat, I see you now what you're saying. Like when we probably started Snapchat, it was probably a startup. Like yeah. it wasn't really a, a thing. Yeah, a, an established show. So we're saying about Snapchat, and then we have a little camera technical difficulty. But Mark, it's funny you bring up uh, going to mass last week because you told me we had we were recording this of a Monday thanks to Shane Halpin Marketing, mm. and you the reason we couldn't do it of a Sunday mm. is because you were at the Ballyfad pattern. The pattern. Repping. Repping. Two patterns. No, actually, it wasn't at the Castellan pattern last week, but the Castellan one was last week, the Ballyfad one was this week. Mm. We were late, unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> Nora was there. She couldn't stand still. She was running all over the graveyard, oh up goodness. to the far end of Ballyfad. So it was grand. Normally, fairly boring, kind of somber affair. Rain held off. Not much more to write home about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's a good report, I have to say. And uh, we could get you a job of extra day. But uh, the, um, it's a very scenic graveyard. Yeah. It looks over North Wexford. Yeah. Really and nice. um, another, but another factor is the family connections. The family ties. You, you could have easily decided not to go to the pattern, but you said, no, we're going to go to the pattern. Yeah. I don't mind the pattern. I like the outsideness, and uh, yeah. you kind of see people there, you know, that you know, and yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's just the tradition and it's family and it's connected, and that may, mark leads me to what I've been researching, which is Ireland's best patterns. Oh, I looked at the truck ever. Ireland's best. Patterns. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got three or four contenders anyway. If I can find them here on my little phone pocket. But what, in your eyes, what makes a good pattern? What makes a good... Well, do you know what? I haven't been good to the patterns lately <gasps> because uh, Gory is thronged, absolutely thronged with people yes. on the last um, Sunday in August. And uh, I, I haven't gone to many of the recent ones. But what makes a good one? Well, there's some... I, I think the contender for pattern... The best pattern ever, Mark, mm, okay. is St. Mullins in Carlow. Okay. So it goes back way back to, it's a 1,300-year-old tradition wow. uh, linked to St. Moling, and whose name is derived St. Mullins, and St. James. So the feast is the closest feast. The, the, it takes place the Sunday closest to the feast day of St. James. Mm. And see... Um, <coughs> I'm not sure if it is totally connected to it, but it's interesting the St. James connection to this part of Ireland. So, say, okay. from Dublin down to Wexford and Carlow, because there's, there was a tradition not only of um, the Camino. Like, the Camino in Spain is uh, St. James' pilgrimage, right. and it's all the walking. And there's talk that there was an Irish pilgrimage route that started at St. James's Gate in Dublin, where, where Guinness... Uh, yeah. And went all the way down through Wicklow and then would have gone through places. I'm trying to think Packet of places Stone. along the way. Packetstown? Would that be Wicklow? Tinnahili down in the could, it, Yeah, it could, that would have been the general route. But it, it, it follows, I don't know much of it, but the, I know that um, it's also the reason why, say, Rams Grange is St. James's down there. Yeah. And then when you get closer to um, D Bally Hack and Duncannon, those were places where boats would have, where pilgrims would have left to go to 
Spain and done the, the, the Camino, Camino there. Right. So, so is, they would have walked to the boat and the boat exactly. would have went over and then they would have walked. Yeah. And then they would walk back home. Yeah. Wow. That's the theory anyway. It's very interesting. So um, anyway, so in St. Mornings, they have this massive... Um, they have this massive event where they have uh, a pilgrimage starts with the blessing of the water of the well and uh, the, the wells obviously it's meant to have been uh, the home of many cures and St. Moling has attracted many uh, pilgrims for many reasons because there's a good few famous people buried in the graveyard including St. Moling, Art Kavna who was buried there in 1417 after being poisoned in New Ross apparently. Now, well, who was Art? He was the King of Leinster. Oh, right, well. Yeah. The King of Leinster was poisoned in New Ross. No, just that. Yeah. Like no shock there, is there? <laughs> um, and then who else have we got? General Thomas Crowley, who was killed in 98. And um, yeah, it's it's a very well-known one, but uh, there's something about it just that they have a great crack at that. And I think they dress up as if they were from the Middle Ages in St. Mullins every year. And um, the, there's... It's also, there's a moat there and local tradition says that that's where Fionn McCool was buried. Mm. And, uh, but I tell you now, I'd say that's as real as when we went to Galway, there was a little small fence or something and the woman on the walk and used to say, and I tell them that the leprechauns go through there every year or something like that. This is uh, the transition year. Petersburg, yeah, Petersburg. I think that's where, yeah, yeah. So, um. Uh, yeah, and then on St. Mullins anyway, there was a bit of commentary about it back in 1930s when there was folklore going. And I love this little line. It says, speeches were made, the old rebel songs were sung, Celtic games were played, and the grand old Irish dances delighted all. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So they still yeah. do that in, in the pattern. Mullins, in the pattern. In the gory yeah. pattern last year, I seen a man drinking a bottle of Budweiser. Yeah. And wearing a suit and sunglasses. Did you see a few few uh, ladies wearing belts? Belts? Yeah. Belts, no. Why would you wear belts? They're short skirts. Oh, belts, <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. I did see a few of those. That's right. a yeah. bad uh, joke. <laughs> <laughs> ahead of time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. Um, <laughs> so well, it was Gory. Gory is probably one of the most well-attended patterns in the country. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's a great day out. A great day. I love it. <laughs> Do I, you? I love it. I love the spectacle. The spectacle, yeah. yeah. I love the mayhem, the spectacle, just all of it. All of it. It's fantastic. Yeah. It is. You and just... I didn't really have a reason to go until uh, I am uh, marrying into Breed's family and she yeah. has family buried there. I don't really. So now I get to go every year and I love it. It's another one to add to the list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Three parents now. <laughs> it's class. I, I love a good parent. Right. Do yeah. you like. No, it, it, it's doesn't got it. It doesn't have everything for me, Mark. I'm sorry. Like I get the whole you go to the grave and you, you, the, the prayers and all, but like I'd like if there was tea afterwards, or if there was um, a field day or something. Yeah, I, if I, they had like a, a coin toss for a goldfish at the pattern or something. Yeah, or yeah. A candy floss machine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want something that I don't know. I, it's like the reason why coffee stalls have risen up, you know, or maybe someone should be selling coffee at the pattern. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> chuck it down. <laughs> the pattern coffee. Have we any more patterns? Yeah, we have another one. Ockavas in County Leitrim. The reason why I picked this one was, well, the Irish Times went to the pattern there a few years ago. and uh, But I picked it mainly because, right, so there was this parish in Leitrim, uh, Ockavas, very small townland. It's even, and... 
like it's a townland that's not even a village. And uh, before the famine, there was a population of 14,000 in this parish. Wow. And today, there are 700 people living in the parish. Jesus. Isn't that mad? Yeah. Yeah. Was so, our, sorry, for no, no, was no. our population much higher before the famine than it is now? It was, yeah. But really? could I tell you, yeah. Because we're not. We're fairly crowded at the minute. We are, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't have apartment blocks that they, <laughs> they didn't. They were happy with 13 to a room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the life was different back then as well. Like, I think, um, I often wonder how how they had the babies. Like, because, uh, like, they're, well, they're all living explain. in the same room. Okay, so. <laughs> well, we'll start at the beginning of the podcast again. <laughs> no, but apparently, like, the the. I don't know now. Apparently, people go out and um, cuddle up in, in the countryside. Mm. And then apparently, what else was it? Apparently, um, well, what was it? Something else. Oh, I heard, I don't know if it's true, that people back hundreds of years ago, they didn't sleep for one block of time. They, they didn't sleep for seven to nine hours, as Huberman said. They'd sleep for three or four hours, they'd wake up, and then they go back to bed in a, an hour or so, and they go for another three or four hours. At, at night time, or yeah. just whenever. At night time. There are people who espouse this. Like, there's a fella I seen a, a reel on Instagram. He said he lives six days in one day, or some, something like six, but he'd sleep in like 90 hour blocks. Cristiano Ronaldo done that or something, didn't he? Yeah. Paddy Hulahan, the MMA fighter, as well, done it, I think, where he had one day a week where he stayed up all day, and then he would like sleep more in the following days. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I have heard that as well. It's not like why they do the siestas in Spain, no? Yeah. Because that's the way they sleep. Something. And it's probably connected to the circadian rhythm theory or something like that as well. But we did that here, apparently. Yeah, that's what... It, it's just in the back of my head um, when looking up this before. But, um, yeah, we got to this by saying about housing. Oh, a lot of population. Yeah. Mm. That might be for next week's podcast, Mark, I, I, about living conditions in the past with a crowded a crowded population. Just on this note, <laughs> there is a documentary series out now mm. called 19 Kids and Counting. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. Well, allow me. Um, it's about this fella and his wife, obviously, yeah. and guess what? They had 19 kids. But they, they actually did. They had 19 kids. They were part of this. Have you seen it? Shiny, happy people. Yeah. They had 19 children, and there was a TLC. TLC is like Discovery in America, mm. I think. And it was a huge, huge show in America at the time, about maybe 15 years ago. And this looked like this perfect family. Uh, they were a Christian family, but they were uh, fundamentalist to some degree. And now there's all this stuff coming to light about this guy called Bob Goddard or something. And basically he robbed everyone's money. Oh. from this organization or whatever very interesting documentary yeah, and they were all they were all homeschooling kind of they weren't allowed to go to other schools or talk to other people and stuff like that and like it cost a fucking fortune to send them there it was around the same time as segregation in america so the families that didn't want their children amalgamating with the african-americans would send them there so they made loads of fucking money but basically all those people came out of it and the education was so bad that they can't really get jobs or anything now oh so that's an interesting documentary. Another documentary that I was watching last night was nice. Secret Eaters. And this is the fucking best. Are you right. still okay? The Secret Eaters. Right. So I watched, I watched the first episode last night. And uh, this shouldn't be funny because this is my job is in helping people lose weight. But this is a, a, 
so it's like the old E4 documentaries basically and there's these this brother and sister and they, they're struggling to lose weight and they think they're eating they say I'm eating the daily government guidelines for me so like whatever 2000 for men 1800 for women I think is what they give and they say I'm not losing weight so what they do is they put them into the same house and they live there and they say I want you to eat the same way you're eating we're just going to film you in the house we're going to have cameras set up just to make sure that you know you are eating what you say you're eating so they log their food and they get recorded on everything but they don't tell them that they have two private investigators following around outside and at the end of it all they show them the tapes <laughs> and they lay all the food they actually ate out in front of them and it just absolutely you watch these people die inside when they realize how cut out they are like there was your man like <laughs> they go to him and philip you said on the weekend you have two pints <laughs> When in reality you had seventeen pints, <laughs> and his face just fucking drops. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh so I'd recommend that secret. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Why do? Okay. Well, there could be more now. That, yeah. There's a lot going on in that. Mm. Do you ever think though sometimes that people are struggling to make a change because there's too much emotion weighed into the change? Yes. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of it is fear as well, and. Uh, the fear of loss so we fear loss more than we appreciate possible benefits mm. so, you know if you lost a tenner if you lost 20 euro you'd be more upset about that than finding 20 euro that adage or whatever you call it i think it's the same it's like drinking i was thinking about the other yesterday i went for a run after we were out because mm. i wasn't drinking I, I felt okay to run i was like it's not about giving up drinking it's about what i'm getting back so I get my Sundays back. I get the money I would have spent back. I get uh, an extra day a week back. Mm. All that stuff. That's what I'm getting. It's not what I'm giving up. I'm giving mm. up drinking, but I'm actually getting a lot more. So when people think about giving, like losing weight, they're thinking I'm giving up food or I'm giving up this. But it's like, well, what are you going to gain though? Like that's what you should think about because, and it's hard because that's hardwired into you. Is that loss aversion? Is stronger but if eventually you, you can kind of train yourself to see the positives which is going to be like you know you're going to feel more confident in yourself you're going to have more uh, self-confidence in the fact that you can uh, manage your food better you have a better relationship with your food like your clothes fit better you have less risk of heart disease you're more able to play with your children you're more able to do stuff perform better train become athletic but still you're afraid of losing your fucking six-pack of donuts on a friday mm that matters more than what you could possibly gain it's about overcoming that i suppose and you, you don't like the word overcome but i think that that is kind of what that is in that sense yeah i'm, I'm funny when it comes to words so i can pick get really angry but i was fine with it there mm. the last time you said it it sounded like an inner battle <laughs> and i didn't like that it was kind of like it was just difficult but i, I like i I'm, I'm okay with that mark and you're okay i'm but speaking i feel like a rule now how i let you off there with that yeah. so i'm going to tell you about a referee mm. there was a junior a hurling game in uh, in wexford last weekend mm. and uh, there was a, a man was fouled and uh, a penalty was called and the referee gave the the offender a black card and right. of course the black card is not in hurling yet no so um not in club hurling not in hurling mm. and uh so there was consternation and the the team were trying to say hey it's not a rule and the referee said oh look i know it's not a rule but i'm not changing my mind now <laughs> that is refereeing <laughs> that is refereeing <laughs> apparently there was a lad overturned his decision in the monaghan match was it because yeah. of the re replay on the cameras yeah the ball went down. oh like the dublin i think it was McCaffrey. 
kind of just spread out his hand went over the line and the umpire had given a 45 and then everyone's kind of watching it on the big screen and telling the crowd and mental because it's clear that he just dropped it out and the umpire probably wasn't close enough to see that there was no t- touch so then the ref just overturned it then like after watching it on the big screen that's good though that's, that's good. good yeah we're there growing was, we're growing yeah we're but learning. there was no there was no um Big screen at the at the at the, <laughs> at well, the I don't think a big screen would have solved that in in a rural part of County Wexford. Um, what else about ref? Were you going to say uh, something? Have you listened to David Goggins' audiobook? Like his original, the OG yeah, one. Yeah. You recommended to me, and I listened to it on the flight back from Australia, and I was in Australia four years ago. So yes, four years ago. Jesus Christ, where does the time go? Oh, I know. Where does the time go? Where is the past at the moment? Yeah. I, I don't my know, experience of the past is different to your experience of the past yeah. so the past is in me yeah the actual oh, now past we're where is that past being held I, I don't know I don't know but I right okay first of all I'm more interested in where time in general is it in Martin the caretaker's office in GCS <laughs> <laughs> no I don't think so is it in where else would it be or is Fab's, it, bag. Fab's bag Fab's bag that's where time the past <laughs> And that's why no one wants to look there. No <laughs> yes. one wants to look no at the past. But past, that makes past, Fab will hold on to the past. <laughs> <laughs> and last week's lot of books, yeah. <laughs> um, and next week's. <laughs> <laughs> but like Fab's bag, so if you seem to have the past or the future, but like, time is a turtle. And time is a turtle? <laughs> okay. okay, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, no, I just... Like, uh, you don't have to agree, but, like, I'm not going, I might not nail it in one, but, like, there's something beautiful about time that, like, is out, we're outside of time. That, like, um, like you say there at the moment, and different, we said before about different realities, right? Mm. And there's this story or an analogy uh, that I read of, like, uh, this painter was painting a field of corn. Mm. And he's, he wanted to paint actually what was going on there, so he painted the field of corn. And then he, when he finished, he realised, oh no, I left myself out of it because I'm part of it. So then he put himself in it. Then he thought, oh no, I didn't put myself, putting myself back into it. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. So that whole story on his analogy is imagining what reality can be like. That yes, life can be up and down and turbulent or whatever. But if we go back and we think about that, we are the creators of such reality. Mm-hmm. Then it... it um, it, it offers a different view altogether. Have you read The Secret? I have, yeah. I have not. I'm beginning it. Are you? Yeah. Right. I've gave up on Filter This. I have just went too long without reading it. That's the woman's yeah. uh, fictional book. So I'm going to read The Secret. Breed had it at home in her own house. So I brought it in. I'm going to read it at night. I only read the first page last night. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. What's your experience of it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of the... I don't want to preempt your version, but like it's kind of like the hackneyed version of Law of Attraction or whatever. Like yeah. it's kind of like it, is that there could well be is something it, to it, it. But is that not the? It's book probably the actually the source. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Hmm. See, it kind of just is, though. So that's why when attraction, I think when you're when I read Law of Attraction and stuff, you're kind of like you're chasing it, and it ha- it's all or nothing. Whereas I, I prefer the idea of no, it just is that we're in a in a an in an abundant world, and eventually things will filter out. Mm. You know that phrase that you hear like 
there are no limits mm. and like when it comes to your mind there certainly are no limits but like when we're in a 3d reality everything is that then everything is contained by touch but what you say about the past and where is it that it's only your experience of it like that's that that's formless that's without form mm. it's the form i've put on the past yeah through my own yeah but you can't hold it either though so no. you could just throw it away you could just decide no that's i don't like that version of the, mm. look at the look at success as well like donald trump what sort of reality does donald trump choose he, like he decides he's just going to be the the best no matter what it doesn't matter what level of intelligence when mm. you see so many rich people they're not rich people are not the most intelligent people they're just they're they're there's something different mm. to play in a different game yeah 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 and in turn then mark i think that's what that's what your book will teach you that it teaches a different game to play mm. yeah speaking of games did you see the wimbledon or any of it no no i heard about alcatraz oh lads alcatraz <laughs> what is this is, you were watching wimbledon instead of Derry and kerry i watched the highlights of it uh, uh, last night on the couch um what um did i watch Derry and kerry though no, I was cleaning up the gaff. Mm. Yeah. Much more important. Uh, We've swapped roles. I'm watching GAA. Yeah. <laughs> but see, you're also wearing shorts and you're going around like a dad, so. Yes. You're not wearing a short I'm now, wearing but, shorts uh, now, but you wore shorts and raspberry, and that was the moment. <laughs> that was the moment. That, that was the key turning point. And the only person who. No, well, the, other, the only other father there, I think, that I know of, other than Connor. Yeah commented on it he's like i love your shorts mm. <laughs> i was wearing shorts in a belt sean roach. sean roach yeah yeah he said leone won't let me wouldn't let me wear shorts in here tonight <laughs> he's like i think they're class <laughs> yeah that is it's a dad move <laughs> ah, Chino sure. shorts yeah yeah so what did you make of Derry kerry then great game of football mm. really enjoyable yeah mm. Derry were very good yeah it's just the kind of the, the dublin thing that happens is you can put up to them for so long and then last five minutes they'll just get the second wind and yeah they need james flood Derry. james flood. they need that's james the difference yeah definitely yeah although we had a loss there at the weekend so there you yeah go. your first yeah. one so he's first on one. thin ice I'd thin say. Ice. yeah exactly his features on the line speaking of which we're delighted to cover that paper juices is now the the managers of the wexford senior hurling <laughs> we are yes uh, uh what now what what changes are you going to make what changes well you're going into the coffee docks well, yeah right what, we're getting what, new <laughs> coffee docks the lines are too big the lines? Yeah, the lines are too big at the coffee docks. Oh! <laughs> and the lions? The lions are too big. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. What am I doing? Going in and then uh, getting a psychologist in with them anyway. Okay. It, yeah. uh, I think we need fireworks before every show. <laughs> not, just, not the show. <laughs> <laughs> and what about training? Would they, would they need the fireworks before training as well? Or no? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> picture this there's this little little man called Shamey it's not great track. it's not training it's rehearsal <laughs> okay Lee <laughs> thanks for coming to rehearsal and the afternoon matches are the matinees <laughs> right okay you're going a whole rebrand really are you yeah, yeah the Wexford Light Opera GA is bringing in hair and makeup <laughs> yeah I can see that going down get a few moves in moves yeah yeah there's a good market to that yeah yeah, I like this. Uh, uh, totally yeah. brand. Totally we are the model county. <laughs> well, absolutely. Practice what we preach. That's yeah. what I say. Um, 
Yeah. Um, would you like another pattern? Oh, go for it. Um, oh, actually, yes. There's one in Glinsk, which is near Offaly. And um, they have great crack. They used to have, I don't know if they still have a pattern there, but it was established by the Burks. So a family of Burks started it. Maybe it was Enoch Burks crowd. <laughs> Who knows? And there used to be great athletic sports and a great music festival. See, this is why I want this sort of pattern. You know what I it want. could be. I wasn't aware of what I, Well, I didn't even... I, I'm only reading this out, to be honest, because this was a copy and paste job. But yeah, this is my sixth sense or whatever. I knew you could have a massive sports day and you could have like the Market House Festival in the graveyard. There used to be running, jumping, weight throwing and tug of war and also competitions on singing, dancing, band contests. Wow. Band contests. My goodness. Thousands used to assemble there in the day, mostly for the hearing of the pipers, the harpers and the fiddlers. There used to be a horse and pony races. My gosh, this is some graveyard. They used to have them all decorated with different colour ribbon and they used to have their tails interweaved also. <laughs> Gypsies used to be present, telling fortunes, and also a tribe of trick-the-loops, merry-go-rounds, swinging boats, and refreshment tents. Wow! That's <laughs> this fast. is some day. During the day, there would be all kinds of games carried on, singing and dancing such songs as Old Moore's Melodies, that used to be especially played by the Pipers, such as The Wearing of the Green, Let Aaron Remember the Days of Old, The Harp That Once Threw, Tara's Hall and the that used to and oh yeah and then um, the last of Rose of Summer and many others and on that day the people would be highly amused after the day's proceedings and then all would defrost in good and happy mood well, defrost I've never defrost, heard of that defrost in good and happy mood <laughs> I love that we tried mm. it last year to have the field day on as the same day as the pattern here in Castletown oh how did that go it didn't really work uh our main attraction was Jackie Tyrrell, and he was just there as a patron at the field day. At the field day? Yeah. Well, Jackie Tyrrell came to the field day, and everyone was just like, there's Jackie Tyrrell, and that was the main focal point of the field day. All oh, right. And why was he there? He's a local. Is he a local? Mm, yeah. He couldn't make the intermediates this year, that's why you probably haven't seen oh, him. Oh, all right. Maybe next know. year. So when you say local, I've got to press you on this stuff. Do you think he's a holiday maker or is he a local local? No, he's a holiday maker, I think. Oh, isn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he comes down for the... He's one of those Joe Duffy's. Yes, yeah, yeah, one of them lads. Yeah. Is Joe still on the radio? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Defending the license fee, I'm sure. Oh, yes, as yeah. usual. Mm. Uh, Have we any updates in Mark's news world of... Uh, uh, Tuberty, I believe, yeah. uh, is in a bit of bother. He's you defended him last week. So. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but that was in the past. That was in the past, past yeah. We're back in the present. Now, here <laughs> now, is my right. hot take on this whole situation, and I'm not afraid to give it. Mm. Um, what's his agent's name? Noel Kelly. Noel Kelly. I believe Ryan Tuberty meant no harm. Right. I believe Ryan Tuberty has a pure heart. Okay. And I love you. <laughs> I think this Noel Kelly guy, <laughs> I think Ryan trusted him to look after everything. Mm-hmm. And I think Noel has his finger in a lot of different pies. And I think Noel likes to get squeeze, squeeze the bacon for all of its fat. Uh, that's a metaphor I just made up. And I think he was like, okay, Ryan, I'll look after this. I'll go do this. He's like, Ryan, I got you some extra money. Ryan was like, oh, grand. Yeah. Now Ryan is in the shitter. Yeah. Ryan yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah. The whole thing is interesting. I think the context of time is is really interesting as well. I know we were talking about it earlier, but um, like on the day when yeah. Ryan Tuberty made his testimony, I thought that man is an honest man. That man has saved his career there. And two an honourable man. An honourable man. A decent man. Yeah, I had a full James Flood testimony. Like that. <laughs> then two days later, 
uh, RT were in. RT weren't really backing down from what they had said. And with the hindsight then, I was like, no, he had to have been telling a few lies. Yeah, well, the two of them, but they see, and this is part of it. Then Ryan could have said, "Look, I've parted ways with my agent. We've just had it. We've had a misunderstanding about the whole mm. thing." But in in Ryan fully backing um, Mr. Kelly, and in Ryan saying that uh, he was comparing his role to that of a soccer player and Noel Kelly's role to that of an agent, mm. and like that, you like a soccer player, you trust. The, the soccer player's agent to get the best deal mm. for the soccer player. Yeah. So he was fully standing by the appro- approach um, adopted by them. But okay. Mm. So he was saying Noel was correct. He was willing to go with it, but like they were, they were on. They were saying that oh, we thought it was RTE were playing it, paying it, but like they n- never knew this Astos crowd that was used as a barter account to mm. facilitate the exchange of money between. Or the invoice from Noel Kelly to Astos. But Noel had previously used that Astos account for something else. Oh. I think that's where he was caught a little bit. I see. I was, I was watching some of it there. They haven't yeah. had RTE yet, have they? They had them on Thursday. Did they show it? They, they showed live. Yeah. You, you, can all, you can watch all the committees live, oh. but these are just the <laughs> Wow. Cancel all my plans. What other committees? <laughs> There's a committee the on justice, education, uh, culture, uh, the whole world. Works. Tidy towns. T- no tidy towns. Ah, I did want that behind closed doors. <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I, will I tell my story about what happened on Isn't Street the other day? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, so yes. I was driving, I've already told you this story, but oh, I'll yeah, retell yeah, it for yeah, the yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was lashing rain in July, as it does, mm-hmm. and I was driving down Clanatton, and to my left, kind of 50 yards ahead, I first spotted this lady, a rather, rather large lady. No disrespect to her, but she was, and she was on an electric scooter flying down the hill of Clanatton, lashing rain with no helmet, and it was an odd sight, so I took note mm-hmm. of it mentally, and I kept driving. Went down, ran around about Apple Green. Went over the speed bump, traffic is very bad, so I was stopping, starting, and eventually I came to a complete stop. And I look in my rearview mirror and something is flying up behind me. And I see it's your one. And I hear a massive thud on the back of my car. And next thing she is lying across my boot. And then she slides down onto the ground. And I just went, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so I let down my side window and she got up and walked over to my window and apologize now I, I think i believe this lady probably has access to some um off-label painkillers by the way she was talking she was oh, i'm very sorry about your car uh, and i went the car's fine how are you are you okay and she goes yeah i'm grand. sorry again i was going over the speed bump i didn't see it so i believe this lady caught air before she landed on the back of my car <laughs> and then drove off now there's only a small mark on the car but it's worth the story that's there it. is a park on the car though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she went flying into the back of it like she burst the car outside oh the school. <laughs> like that, that car isn't made of plastic. Like. No, no, it's not. Like I'd say she broke up. Definitely could have fucking broke a rib or something. My gosh. That's yeah. why the scooters should be banned. Oh, right. I have no time for those scooters. We, Ashton and I saw a man sheltering on his scooter on the road under a tree. Mm from the rain but like he was stopped <laughs> like imagine if a car just said no stop it here now yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going no further 
But it's a danger element uh, when you see that in action. Um, question for the council. Question. Question. Uh, through the chair. Um, mobility scooters, not the ones that you stand up on, the ones, oh, the mobility. Okay. This is a grey area. Yes, go yes. On. Do they drive like cars or oh. do they go on the footpath? <laughs> they they can go on the footpath, but there, there's, a, there's a man in a scorty and he has this little pod yoke mm. and like he has no tax, no insurance. <laughs> but he just he goes around the place and uh, blocks traffic and everything. <laughs> and, and like there's no law. Well, there it's probably not legal, but there's no one really actively going out to hunt him down. <laughs> so he he's allowed to to go around in his little pod. And tell me this: Would the council be in the market for hiring someone to go around and catch these lads? <laughs> Because I am free on Sundays. Um, when I was driving out of uh, the Costa there, the bottom of the town, yeah. and there was a lady, and she was like in front of me as a car in traffic and indicating to go out onto the road. I, I just thought that, that's something I've never thought about before. Mm. What action? <clears throat> I've seen her go a bit like she drives down like Airstream, Clooney, and go a bit and like she drives down that road a little and all like on the road, know, on the middle, in the middle of the road, like yeah. Mm. You have an issue with this? More on this as we get it. No, I just want clarification. Clarification? That's okay. all I'm asking for, Michael. Clarification is coming, and it is that that lady and anyone can do what they like. Yes, do as you please. Okay. Do as so you are happy now that you do, got the clarification? I just want a fucking decision. <laughs> None of this grey area. All oh, right. So you, are okay. they on the road or the footpath? <laughs> But this is Ireland now. This is this is what we're getting to. So you you can you you're okay with them being on the road or the footpath, but they can't have both. You can't have both. No. Can I drive on the footpath? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that one works. Okay. Out. This is an Instagram poll all day long. <laughs> yeah. Too many people have been sitting on this. <laughs> There's no pun intended. <laughs> yes. We'll leave that up to you. Please, yeah, please let us yeah. know. Thank you very much. Yeah. We've been Paper Tuesdays. Take it easy. Ryan is innocent. <laughs>